my show, your show, the same thing I said before, only this time, again, depending on who's reading it, uh, the other one... Ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all, it's showtime! <laughs> Although, uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely, as what we've got in store for you today, well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies present PowerPoint Showdown. So start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker. Oh, you never know how long it's going to take for that whole intro to go away. But anyway, hello, and thank you for joining us for another conference. Uh, tonight, you're going to be hearing from four professionals discuss our super special topic, the concept of the mystery box. It's something that's really just evaded my mind for so long. I don't understand how people can write this way, and I need to find as many professionals as possible to help teach me and everyone that I know what the concept of the mystery box is. What is it? I learned something. I'll tell you about it soon. With me, as always, is Dylan. He's a little chilly. How are you, Dylan? I'm a little chilly. <laughs> <laughs> we always have uh, Kobe Michaels. How, how are you? Hi. I'm, uh, I am fine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, all right. Now, it took me quite a while to find someone who knows more than me about movies and especially mystery boxes. Search far and wide, north, south, even east. I found Mr. Dan West. How are you, sir? <laughs> I am great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, now, I'm going to be your keynote speaker. My name is Zach. I'll be leading this conference. For those who are joining us for the first time, each speaker is going to be getting roughly 10 minutes to present their topic of the week. Once again, the concept of the mystery box. This was a tough This was a tough one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but after each presentation, there'll be a short Q&A from the panel. Of course, we invite any member of the audience to ask as many questions as humanly possible because all we do is talk. And after the fourth presentation, the panels will vote on which speaker we think should be awarded the $50,000 scholarship prize, awarded from some nobody's Patreon to some nobody's university. Special thanks to Shaquille O'Neal, uh, our very favorite Patreon member. And the Nostalgia Prize of the Week. And the nostalgia part of the week is is pretty interesting. Um, it it's so it's an Oregon Trail yeah. uh, video game, so you can just like actually play this thing, and you can get digital dysentery, which is cool. Oh, I already have one of those. Dysentery, digital, you, yeah, that <laughs> and <laughs> and that exact uh, thing that I bought for twenty dollars at Target. You Not nostalgia at all. <laughs> well, the back of it says it's from like two years ago. We don't uh, vet. We don't vet our Patreon members, so yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry that this is not that nostalgic. Two uh, years ago is still in history. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it is pre-COVID, so that's pretty nostalgic. Um, but honestly, who knows what anything is? Who knows what's going to come outside <laughs> these weird boxes when they send them to me to present for this show? One could say they're mystery boxes. We have some adus as well as this Oregon Trail thing. But honestly, fuck all those stuffs. Let's get on with the presentation. Get me my slides, producers.
We have do you have more than one producer, you think? <laughs> or is it just one? I guess it's one each. You have one and I have one. Okay, anyway. Now, the most important thing when it comes to mystery boxes is to understand what people are looking for when they're going into a movie, right, or a concept, anything whatsoever. It's kind of creating something and then making people go, what the hell is that? Now, the thing is, there is some mysteries that come within the mystery itself. And to make sure we get all those done, let's make a mystery a mystery box story just like J.J. Abrams. We're going to do it together just so everyone knows how to get it done. So next slide, please. Let's make a let's make our own mystery box, shall we? Now, J.J. Abrams. This is an award-winning filmmaker known for thrilling movies full of unexpected twists and turns. And today we're going to try and be just like him. Now, this little guy, he's got uh, he's got quite of a story because he's he's a fellow nerd like we are, like some of us, not all of us. Michael Colby's not a nerd. He's a bully. Uh, but like all of us nerds, J.J. Abrams likes to dip his toes into the sandbox of toys and say, I wonder what happens if there were a door under this. I wonder what happens if Palpatine were alive. I wonder what would happen if Cloverfield. Either way, we're probably going to get into this. You can see a little JJ at the bottom right here. Uh, we're probably going to keep on making a, a mystery box. I don't know why I want to say a shoe box, but next slide, please. Now, it's super easy. There's five things you can do to get this done. One, characters. Who's this story about? We don't really have to know. Just give them a vague backstory. Uh, make them have a special toy or maybe a tattoo or something. Who knows? All you have to do is make sure there's multiple questions. Number two, setting. Where does the story take place? Look, it could be in outer space. It could be on a desert island. It could be in seedy Chicago while Alias. Is that where Alias is taking place? They might know where Alias takes place. It doesn't matter. All you got to do is make sure it's seedy, subtle mysteries. Number three, problems. What's going on? What is going wrong? Is someone still alive? Who knows? You got to ask yourself a question. Why is there a polar bear here? All you have to do is make sure something crazy is going on that you don't have to know what it is, as long as other people also don't know what it is. Number four, mystery, like we've been talking about. What weird bullshit? Are we are we sp splitting at the wall? Spitting at the wall. Oh, yeah. So very similar to like throwing, what is it, baloney at the wall and seeing what sticks, throwing, mm -hmm. I, is, that, is that a saying? Throwing baloney at the wall or spaghetti? Ideas? Listen, you got to take a whole bunch of shit and throw it at the wall. Whatever hangs up there, if you don't understand it, that's how you make a mystery box. Also, resolution. Now, you won't believe how we resolve our story. We're not going to resolve it. That's the thing. That's what makes the mystery box so special. Most people say you got to land the plane. You got to finish the story. You got to make sure people know where they're going to end. You don't. Because all you got to do is make something compelling enough, and then you just dip and make somebody finish it for you. Next slide, please. It's, it really is that easy. Number one, characters and attitude. Now, people need to characterize, people need characters to empathize with them. And that's why we give all these things human eyes. Uh, preferably human, but if you stick big, oh yeah, if you stick big eyebrows on a sassy animal, you can get away with all sorts of bullshit. For example, for example, man, for example, I will now choose a sassy animal and name them. This is Poe. The sassy panda right there. You also have William. He's a sassy ant. There's also <laughs> Philip. He's a sassy raccoon. There's Bruce. He's a sassy bee. There's Donkey. He's a sassy mule. There's Will. He's a sassy fish. I thought I knew. I, I know these movies. I just don't know. What is the ant's name? Bernard. It doesn't matter. 
All you have to do, have kind of a sassy animal, give them big old eyeballs, big old eyebrows, and give them a cute, normal human name like Bruce or Robert or whatever that hippo's name. Matilda? Is that her name? Probably. Next slide, please. Now, where do they live? Everybody lives somewhere. Even convicted murderers get three hots in a cot. Now, unless they've murdered a lot of people, then they live in heaven. Thank the Lord. Our characters live somewhere. Now, to cut down on time, I'll choose one of the following options. I'm going to go with the second one. Beneath the I-75 SR-725 interchange in Dayton, Ohio. Okay, so I'm making a character. I'm making a movie as we're going. Okay, yep. That's what I was trying to do with this. I thought, so I was going to teach somebody something, but I thought the most mysterious way to do it would be to make them think I was teaching something, but actually create something they don't know what they're talking about because I'm not talking about either. But anyway, we got Poe. He's a pretty sassy panda. Now he's beneath the I-75 SR-725 interchange in Dayton, Ohio. Next slide, please. Now what's the problem that Poe under the SR-275 in Dayton, Ohio uh, we're probably going to pick one of these things, but let's go through them anyway. A, there's got to be a conflict. Uh, conflict drives stories. Our sassy animal needs some kind of problem, and they move the story forward. Dylan, what's a good conflict story driver? I don't know. You should finish the slide. Okay, cool. B, relatable issues. Now, to resonate with audiences, the main issue should be relatable, like hard drug use or bioterrorism. Everyone understands those two things. Also, Black Friday lines. Those were the three oh, things yeah. in my research I found that everyone can understand. Now, see, our character needs a problem. Now, what challenges should our feisty animal character face? Uh, a, a rampant inflation caused by corporate greed dramatically reducing their standards of living. B, they can't find the right guitar strings. Or C, early set Alzheimer's. Obviously, it's got to be C. That is the most mysterious of those three things and the most relatable. So... <laughs> Poe, <laughs> Poe the sassy panda who's living in the on the I-75 SR-275 in Dayton, Ohio, unfortunately, has early onset Alzheimer's. Next slide, please. This box is getting mystery. Now, here's some mystery bullshit. Apropos of nothing, introduce some mystery elements with zero foreshadowing. Aliens? Time travel? Apocalypse? What nonsense, interu- what nonsense interrupts a story without forewarning or satisfactory conclusion? Find out on the next slide. Now, <laughs> can we go? Can we go? I didn't say next slide. Can we? Can we go back a slide? I gotta remember some of these aliens, time travel, apocalypse. Okay, next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, we got one sassy ass panda, and he's living under the I seventy two SR one seventy five free change express interlocking highway down in Dayton, Ohio. Now, due to some onset Alzheimer's, he can't find any guitar strings because uh, that's all he needs to make sure that there's an alien around. Listen. <laughs> the thing that I wanted to tell you guys is that it doesn't matter how it ends. I shouldn't have ended this thing. I should have kept this thing going because a mystery is important. The ending of a mystery is not mysterious. That is all factual. The mystery comes in the beginning. Nobody looks at an open box and says, that's a box. That's just a container. Boxes have to be closed. Boxes have to be mysterious. Make sure when you open them, there's brand new shit in there. Don't get to the end because that stuff's not mysterious. That's the boring stuff, as you see. The ending of all presentations is not good. And listen, folks, I'm sorry, but that's the end of my presentation. 
And I really thought I was going to teach you something. But in fact, I, I taught myself something about friendship and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys could forgive me because <laughs> it was not my best performance. <laughs> I'm probably just going to skip questions because I don't. Oh God! All right, uh, Dylan, are you still chilly? Um, yes. Um, and thank you for the presentation. Um, <sighs> there was a lot of extraneous stuff that seemed at the time like it was going to be important later on. Yeah. And I thought it was going to all tie into the conclusion. Was that all just bullshit, or was that relevant in some sort of like biblical reference way? Well, I'm not a fan of the Bible. I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, so definitely not that one. But what the thing is, is that when it comes to mystery, you have to make sure people think that something's going to be important. You got to make them think like, oh, well, that seems like that's going to be a big deal. And then you swerve. It's all about subverting expectations. Uh, But yeah. So yes. Okay. I'll just read the TV Tropes article. Thank you. This was your idea, by the way. Okay. (laughs) Dan West, any questions? Pretty please. Uh, Yes. uh, My question is, uh, was it a deliberate move to call Barry B. Benson from the hit film, a B movie, Bruce. Well, the things that you. <coughs> Wasn't he did after... not sue America and cross-examine Ray Liotta to be misnamed like that, sir. Well, I'm not sure if you've read the current uh, uh, news, but the woman that he was assaulting, the human woman that he was assaulting in that movie, uh, really, they got to him. But no, the thing about the B movie is uh, they were trying to do a whole lot of things that people didn't understand. And there's some other things that go into his middle name and backstory of his middle name. Uh, wait, what's his Barry? Is that his Barry. Yes, uh, Barry no. B. Benson. Yeah, Barry Bruce Benson. Barabald Bruce <laughs> Benson. Uh, Cole Michaels, yes. Um, Much like you, I lost the thread of your presentation <laughs> about two slides in. Yeah, me um, too. Were you, I know, uh, were you uh, <laughs> making this movie as you were like, were you making this movie up? Is this thing already like financed? Were we supposed to be helping you come up with the concept for this mystery box movie? Well, here's the thing. We do have financing. Uh, We have started shooting, but I do not know how this thing is going to end or even most of what this script is. Uh, I was really hoping that we would get a quick audience that could help me rewrite the, the ending of this. So there's a lot of money that I'm wasting trying to figure out what this fucking panda's doing. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was trying to understand what a mystery box is. I wanted to break it down for myself. And then I got too bored and I lost uh, really just all hope and understanding how to finish this. So I just left up the first slide of me trying to make one. And I'm I'm sorry. And I'm really relying on you guys to help teach me (laughs) where my faults lie in this. Anyway, yeah, yeah, this is not a good topic, I think, for me. <laughs> but luckily, we got a lot funnier people than me up next, including the comedian, Mr. Dan West. Uh, Dan is going to be giving us uh, an important slide presentation. Uh, which, which, one, which one is this? This one. 
There we go. All right. So as you all know, my name is Dan West, a.k.a. the bad boy of Mystery Box Presentations. Uh, I don't even know why I told you. You already knew it. Uh, and so today, obviously, I'm going to be not so much attacking as shining a light on just what makes the concept of Mystery Boxes so garbage. And obviously, your subheadline there. It is egotistical and lazy writing. I assure you, we are going to get into M. Night Shyamalan in here. Probably going to be holding up Nicolas Cage's face-off as a prime example of a movie that tells you right from the start what it's going to do and delivers. No need for some hackneyed mystery nonsense. It tells you what's going to happen, and then it does it. A to B nails it with some screaming on the way. Next slide. The one trope that I do appreciate of a mystery box is that it keeps you guessing. And so I don't go with the table of contents. I don't go with any guidelines for what's going to come next. I dive right into the meat and potatoes and I say, why not just finish it? <laughs> I want to see a movie, a film, a cinematic experience that just gets to the end and has an end. Does the top stop spinning? I don't give a shit. The movie's over. I want to go home and not think about this until the next day when I'm standing next to the water cooler because I work in the 1980s. And I tell my secretary, who I just sexually harassed, how great that film Ghostbusters 2 was. Because I lie to my secretary. I want a movie that goes start to finish. Because you know what? That's what we care about. Next slide, please. There you go. There you go. You know what? I think this one actually explains itself. I don't need to really go into this one too much. You can you can read. I'm not going to waste your time reading a slide to you. So let's just go on to the next one. There we go. There we go. That's the other thing that I like to do for consistency. I like to start every single slide with the phrase, there we go. I hear it <laughs> soothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that for you people. Also, again, I'm in the 80s, so I say things like you people. Uh, when it comes to a mystery box, what it comes down to is there's not even actually a mystery. This is all made up in someone's head. It's fiction. It doesn't matter. Does the top stop spinning? I don't care. The movie's over. Was Leonardo DiCaprio really an agent or was he an inmate? I only watch Leonardo DiCaprio mystery movies. Mm-hmm. Was Bruce Willis dead the whole time? That's one I appreciate because you know what? Yes, he was. They tell you. That wasn't a mystery. That was just a surprise at the end. Hell yeah. You watch it over and over again and people say, oh, there were hints all the time. Bullshit. No, there weren't. It was a great movie with some nonsense at the end. We pretended to see later. Here's the mystery. Your bud fell out. I have been <laughs> drinking. So there's been some talk with J.J. Abrams alias lost it's not a mystery box because they didn't know what the answer was it wasn't a mystery they came up with the answer about four seasons in when they realized oh shit we gotta wrap this up somehow let's say they're in purgatory it's not a mystery if there's no actual solution and that's what makes it lazy writing makes it egotistical writing you just care what i've got in my head 
enough that I will just spew it out one week at a time with no plan. And that is nonsense. Next slide, please. Why watch this TV show? Don't. That's the answer. Don't watch this TV show. Alias, spelled incorrectly. I need to fire my intern. Uh, Jennifer Garner could always fight, except one time she fought a blind man. Uh, she fought a blind man and didn't even have the decency to play weird sexual basketball with him like Halle Berry, so clearly inferior. Lost. Plane crashes on a beautiful island, and all of a sudden, a guy in a wheelchair can walk. That's the only part of that mystery that I care about. Not hitting a bunch of lottery numbers on a machine, or the world will end, except no, it doesn't. And they killed Mr. Echo in season two, who was the only good character on that entire damn show. Hell yeah. The real mystery of Lost is how it got so many seasons. <laughs> I never watched Fringe, but Joshua Jackson is a national treasure because of his work in the seminal series of Mighty Ducks. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why that's on this slide. It's nonsense. Next slide, please. Hell yeah. <laughs> Here's some interesting facts. I knew all of these. Ah, uh, I did not. Felicity, my favorite part of the Felicity mystery is actually it's tie-in to uh, Power Rangers Zeo, the episodes, there's no business like snow business. Uh, Kimberly sends Tommy a Dear John letter. But in reality, the original draft of the script had her coming back, but she said, you know what? I don't want to be a Power Ranger anymore. I'm working on Felicity. And you know what she went on to do? Guest star in Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Guest star in the mid-2010s Power Rangers reboot. Kimberly, Amy Jo Johnson, the mystery box is, why do you keep pretending you don't want to be a Power Ranger anymore? <laughs> Next slide. You know what? I'm gonna open this one up to the panel. Can you guess who said, tell daddy to turn off the broccoli it's probably burned. Uh, wait, who? Any, any of us? Any of the four of you, please. Or, yeah, uh, three of you, because I can't count. Leonardo DiCaprio. Emilio Estevez. No. Here's the thing. Mystery box. It was me just now that said it. Do you see how unsatisfying oh. that is? Do you oh, see how unsatisfying it. that is? Mystery boxes are bullshit. Next slide. In conclusion, I have said the word bullshit way too many times for someone who didn't check to see if I could curse on this program. <laughs> you can. But it all boils down to mystery boxes are a waste of time. They are a director and a writer jerking off in front of us. They are Louis C.K. with his feature in front of all of us. And we deserve better. Hell Questions, yeah. please. <laughs> I do have a question. Uh, please. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, Dylan, if that's okay. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you only watch Leonardo DiCaprio movies, such as Shutter Island and Inception, yet you also talked at length of Sixth Sense. Is Leonardo DiCaprio in Sixth Sense? I have not finished that. Um, I only watch mysteries starring oh. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> non-mystery such as Sixth Sense which is very straightforward with just some bullshit at the end that we all found very satisfying yeah. I, I'll watch the hell out of those and so no he was not in that but I do like to think he was there in spirit yeah okay that actually makes a lot of sense thank you uh, Dylan um, thank you for the presentation 
Thank Partway you. through, you referred to the Mighty Ducks as a seminal series, despite the fact that it's set in Minneapolis and is about hockey instead of being set in Florida about football. Can you comment on the inaccuracy there? <laughs> so I, as a former hockey player, always truly enjoyed explaining to football players why what they do is nonsense. Uh, because we hit more, we hit harder, we move faster, and we do it on skates. So okay. while I appreciate your point of view, I would like to point out that you are wrong, you are stupid, and you are a fat mouth. I would just like to point out that's the only sports joke I've ever made in my entire life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so well-crafted, Dylan. Good job. Uh, Colby, please. Uh, yes, I've never seen any of the nerd shit that you were talking about, uh, but I do want to uh, kick your ass right now. Um, <laughs> but I do agree that... Uh, Christopher Nolan movies are bullshit, a hundred percent of them. So thank you for bringing that up. Oh, you'll get no argument here. It feels like you were trying to make me mad about Batman, but no, I'm good. I agree with you. Okay, good. All right, oh. I want to kick your ass a little bit less now. Here's the thing: the Christopher Nolan movies. I I enjoyed one and a half of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but what they did to the DC expanded universe, the stage they set for them ruined all of it for me so let's dive right back into that nerd shit so you ruin that little spark of joy i gave you <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dead west thank you very much definitely appreciate actually learning something instead of whatever that mess was that i was trying to pull <laughs> off in the beginning uh up next we're gonna have mr colby michaels uh friend of brett giving you some sweet chin music I was going to say something else. But... Everything you just said was wrong. <laughs> no, Brett Michaels. Oh, wait, no. Yes. Brett wait, Michaels. He, yeah, he's, a, he's, of, a, like, he's a hockey wrestler. No, he's a wrestler. <laughs> Sean Michaels. He looks, no, like, he looks Brett, like a wrestler. And no, Brett Hart. Brett, Brett McMichaels. That's what no, I'm saying. Hart's no, Hart's the Led Zeppelin cover band. No, Brett McMahon. He is that. He's the blind uh, eagle player. The, no, Vince the, McMahon is a wrestler. JJ and the Mystery Box. <laughs> Now, my presentation was originally um, about, I don't know where this particular thing came from, um, because my original presentation was about uh, a physical box that had mysterious things inside of it. Um, so I'm going to have to wing it. On this one, I've actually never seen these uh, slides that I'm about to show you, but uh, I have I have a feeling that I'm going to be able to do a better job than some of the people on this panel who have made their entire presentations. Um, so let's go with it. Um, uh, JJ in the mystery box. Uh, I call him JJ. Uh, he's cool with it. We're actually good friends in real life. Uh, you know, JJ, I don't have to explain what the fuck I'm talking about. So let's go to the next slide, please. But first, I'm going to tell you how JJ and I first met. Uh, it's actually a really funny story. I was in the King of Prussia Mall. And I saw JJ and I went up to him and I said, I said, oh, Mr. Mr. Abraham, I love your movies and television shows. 
can I get your autograph? I was just at a comic book store and I have this comic book uh, that I, I, I think is based off of one of your works. And I also happen to have this Sharpie with me. Uh, can I have you sign this? And he said, sure. And he said, what's your name? And I said, Colby. And he signed the comic book, Sean. And I said, what the fuck are you doing, you little nerd? He was like, he's like five foot three and like 109 pounds. So I just beat him into the ground. And then he said, he said, please, Mr. Colby, stop. We can be friends if you just stop beating me. And uh, so I did. And uh, he gave me a bunch of money and continues to do so to this day. Uh, sort of a protection racket thing. Um, that was pretty funny, right? <laughs> Next slide, please. Anyway, story stuff. Um, <laughs> we're going to master the five-act structure right now. Uh, I mean, I've never written a story. I actually don't know uh, how to write a story because fiction is some bullshit nerd stuff. Uh, but I'm going to learn about it the same as you guys. Um, so apparently the first step to a five act structure is setup. Um, you can see on this wheel here, the top is the setup. Uh, there's a couple of mouses and they're dancing. Uh, so we are, the setup is we are at a dance and we're at a mouse dance and these two mouses are dancing. Um, Step two of the five act structure is uh, misdirect. So you can see here uh, on panel number two that these mouses look like they're about to start fighting. Uh, but in reality, that's not what's about to happen. Uh, there's some exposition uh, for number three. Uh, you can see in picture number three, uh, one of these mouses is sucking on the other one's titty. Uh, and while the white mouse is doing so, the brown mouse is telling you uh, what's actually going on in the story. Uh, there's some false hope. Um, again, we go back to uh, panel number one and we see that they're dancing again. Now, you think that what's going to happen is uh, they're going to get around to instead of just third base like they are in panel number three you hope that they're going to go all the way and uh, and they're going to uh, steal the deal and procreate. Uh, but the resolution is uh, number is in picture number two again, uh, where they actually are fighting this time uh, because the white mouse's uh, titty sucking was just not good enough. Uh, so they break up um, dance is over. And then they pretend the next day at school like uh, they don't know each other. It's a sad resolution, but uh, a resolution nonetheless. Mm -hmm. uh, next slide, please. Here's a funny story about one time at a party where JJ and I had a great time. And there was also a dog with three legs. And as you know, I go to a lot of Hollywood parties. Uh, because I'm there for 
uh, JJ's protection. He pays me not only to protect him from me, but also he pays me to protect him from other people who want to beat him up. Because again, he's just so very small and so punchable. Like you see him and you just want to punch him. Uh, so we were at this party and, uh, Ellen was there. She was being a real bitch to everyone. Um, I was about to beat up Ellen. Uh, JJ said, Hey, why don't you go beat that bitch up? And I said, I, I usually don't do that, but she's being a real, mm, I, I, I don't like the way she's talking to the people who are, you know, serving the hors d'oeuvres and, and bring the champagne and things. Um, and then just as I was on my way over, see, this is the funny part. Um, a dog with three legs sort of limped up. And I said, oh, what a crazy looking dog. And I kicked that one leg out from under him. So he just <laughs> fell right on his face. Oh, man, it was so funny. <laughs> Next slide, please. Uh, conflict and drama. This is how it works. Um what you're seeing here is a guy. Um, this guy, you can tell, look at the way he's dressed. Fucking conformist douchebag nerd. Uh, shaved face, well-coiffed hair, tie. Um, things things that people are saying to him, you know, the stuff going on around him. He's He's a white guy, so he's not really feeling any sort of actual you know, anything that actually might hurt him or disrupt his his really standard corporate boring ass life. So all of this stuff is just going right through him. So you're never going to find a movie with any sort of, uh, you know, with any sort of thing that you're going to remember starring this guy. Uh so how it works is you have to get somebody who's not a boring ass corporate middle management type person um, and make the movie about them because that shit sucks. Uh, next slide, please. Now, the screenwriting process is a very intricate process, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to simplify writing a story because as you can tell by the fact that I've never written anything. Um, but so far I've understood everything, uh, that I've talked about so far. Um, obviously, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to simplify it for you, even though you're a bunch of nerds and, uh, you don't need it simplified. What you want me to do is explain it in excruciating detail which uh, I'm not going to do because I don't have that kind of time. Uh, basically, The Matrix is the perfect storytelling structure. Uh, you start off with Neo. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch of shelves with guns on them. Uh, that's represented on the top here. Um, we have some computers on the sides, intelligence, extend existentialism um those that stuff's all from the computers and it all goes into the matrix uh 
and then there's a cool gun battle. Um, I don't think the Matrix is actually about anything. Hmm. It's just an excuse uh, for Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne uh, to wear cool outfits and shoot a bunch of guns at some nerd corporate, you know, white guy. Um, and that rules. So let's, uh, you know, to simplify the screenwriting process, just write a cool fucking story where like some cool kick-ass dudes beat up some nerds. Fucking next slide, please. Psych. <laughs> I've never met J.J. Abrams. Boom. Mystery box. Nice. Now, you wanted what you wanted here was and obviously <laughs> I've just been fooling with you the whole entire time. Um, I've never beaten anybody up. I'm not, like, uh, look at this behind me. I have like an Assassin's Creed. Th- I got five swords sitting next to me. Like, mm. obviously I'm a nerd, but I was playing this character so well that you just thought that I was some jerk off, uh, bully guy um but in real life i've been setting you up for this disappointing ending the whole time (laughs) uh just like jj abrams next slide please now in conclusion i i also feel like banging my head against the wall um Mm -hmm. because in reality what i've done today is nothing um just like if you watch you know, if you sit for 70 hours or whatever the fuck Lost is going to take you to watch, you know, you you get nothing. What I've given you is the same feeling that watching 70 hours of Lost is going to give you. But I did it in 10 minutes. So you're welcome again mm. uh, for saving you 69 nice hours and 50 minutes of not watching uh lost um so does anybody have any questions i'm sorry for being mean to everyone because but as i said it was just to set everyone up for my shitty uh mystery box ending that makes no sense uh yes chili chill and dylan <laughs> close enough thank you uh th- and thank you for the presentation mm-hmm. um I'd like the producers to bring up the slide with the uh, the rat diagram, if they could. Um, yes, yeah. this one. Now, you mentioned that they start off with dancing, and that eventually mm-hmm. they are going to move into fourth base. Now, being from Pennsylvania, where the Amish and the Mennonite are, don't you know uh-huh. that dancing is actually worse spiritually than fourth base? Yes, I do know that. But this, uh, this story is set in Michigan, uh, okay. where fourth mm. base is actually... Um, it's actually an orgy mm-hmm. uh, where everyone finishes into the same cup and mm-hmm. the person who did the least amount of sex has to drink the cup. So we never get to that point because the, the mouse is broke up. <laughs> they have to be dating to be at an orgy in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Oh, in oh, Michigan, yeah. yes. Okay. In Michigan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you hold hands, uh, you're married in Michigan, yes. Yes, yeah. they are. They are all polyamorous in Michigan. Um, polyamorous, and yes, polyamorous. <laughs> and as you said, if they are, uh, if they if they hold hands, they are legally married. So, 
hey, I, I mean, even if you go up to someone on the street and just grab their hand, mm-hmm. you're married. Mm. I know uh, the mice call that have... polyamorous, so yes. Ah. Yeah, you, still, you still need you still need consent for the orgy sexual okay. act uh but you can get non <laughs> you can get non-consensually married in michigan oh god so it doesn't every, really mean that much so wait everybody finishes into the mystery box no everybody oh, cup, finishes into okay. a cup okay uh i'm sorry it, i was it, confused Sometimes they put it into a mystery box and that's what you get for Christmas. Um, If you've been very bad in Michigan, instead of coal, you get the cup that everybody finished into. And we were worried about swearing. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure our guest was, was uh, Mm -hmm. knew that uh, awake that it was okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Does anybody else have any questions? Uh, Mox, uh, Mike Oxmall 91 would like to know Colby Michaels, the famous writer slash bullfighter. Yes. Um, I didn't want to give it away, uh, until now because of my brilliant setup, uh, okay. to my, to my, uh, mystery box ending. But, uh, yes, um, I'm working on my new story. Perfect. Uh, there will be no bullfighting in the story. Um, but usually I write while I'm, while I'm fighting bulls. Oh, Colby Michaels. I'm loving this character. Uh, just, just a run on <laughs> sentence. Uh, it's, it's so good. Uh, any more questions for Michael Colby? Dylan is about to pass out. Uh, so we got to get on to his <laughs> slides pretty soon. No, no more questions. I Excellent. Not. Great job. Colby Michaels. I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to bully us and then lie to us which is always mm. the best thing that we can do. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's what I'm known for. Yep. And, you know, uh, Colby got fired from uh, Bat and Cleanup because he did such a bad job this week. We knew it. <laughs> We're going to put Dylan in Cleanup. <laughs> what is Dylan, happening? Dylan, <laughs> I don't pull, know. Pull mine up. All right. I know shit you don't know, so listen up. <laughs> Please. Thank you. <clears throat> Shut up. What are we freaking talking about? We're talking about mystery boxes. Now, what the fuck? All right, sit tight. Let me think of some stuff right quick. Let's go to the next slide so I can have a minute. <laughs> okay. So here's my friggin' idea about how the box gets mystified. We're going to go through the stages of mystifying bullshit. Number one, you have a fever dream. I had a dream. It was kind of cool. I was in a movie theater. I was watching a movie about how like technology was singularity advancing, and they were replacing body parts with technology, and we became computer people. And then in the dream, it turns out that this was all a message from a time-traveling AI in the future sent back to kickstart the singularity. Mm. You brag about the dream like I did now. It was such a cool dream I had to tell people. This is a real dream that I wrote down in my dream journal the other day. Um, it had a friend. It had some like friends in it. Uh, it started at my cousin's wedding. It was like a jetpack. I have it written down here. Uh, but the shit starts. So you write down the dream. Uh, this is all very much based in reality, which is why I wrote the presentation about this dream I had. Uh, it might make a cool black mirror. I just described what might have been a cool black mirror thing, including technological singularities and time travel. Uh, who's the guy who writes black mirror? Cory Booker? Or is that mm-hmm. the senator? Cory Booker he, should hire me. Cory yeah, Booker is go. a senator. <laughs> Cory Booker should hire me. I don't know. I, I'm yeah. taking app- I'm, accept- I'm sending out applications. Uh, maybe you got it. Seems cool and easy until one point you remember that this shit has to end. Um I mean, you got to stop writing ideas down at some point, and then you accept that. Congratulations. You got yourself a box of mystification. And I hope that process is very clear and simple for everyone involved here. Let's go to the next slide, please. (laughs) 
Now here's some boxes that have mystery eyed, mystery eye, mystery eyed, mystery eyed, and uh, how they've ended. <laughs> now when you go into pre-production, the first person disaster production Cloverfield, post-production baby alien. Yeah, kind of. It is kind of a baby alien. If you watch the Cloverfield paradox, and it's like some. Yeah, it's kind of an alien. Man, you remember how they made hey, they released a trailer during the Super Bowl, and they're like, "Hey guys, by the way, the movie's coming out tonight." Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, didn't it? Uh, we got the epic trilogy trilogy, such as Star Wars, and of course, in post production, Palpatine lives. <clears throat> Yikes! Uh, somehow he returned. Uh, Pre production, trust me. Star Trek Two reboot. We're not doing con production. It's Star Trek. Post production, yeah, it's con. And he says the line, and we're all supposed to react, but all the characters in the movie have no reason to react to this guy because it doesn't matter. Uh, Pre production, new spy idea. Production, Mission Impossible. Post production, oh, guess what? He went rogue again. How many times can he be? Um, what is it when you not you when you burn a spy when you burn de- notice de spyify them. <laughs> How many times can you be despied? It turns out several in a row uh, to the point where they're making two of them in a row now. Uh, pre-production trucker horror, production joyride, post-production candy cane, which is, of course, Colby Michael's stage name when he's fighting bulls, uh, mm. not the animal, the <coughs> classification. <laughs> and I've left some blanks there on the bottom just in case I dreamed something up, but the last dream took up so much RAM that I didn't have space to come up with anything new. So let's go to the next slide, please. <coughs> I think I've proven here because I had stuff written down and I've made this presentation that the creative process isn't just on the fly. Uh, I spend roughly eight minutes of writing, put it into a mystery box style, and out comes 150 minutes of footage. Uh, Now, I base this on the process that Christopher Nolan did to make the hit film Tenet, which is the same backwards as it is forwards. And if you watch it in a mirror, it's actually the same backwards as it is forwards as well. Uh, Christopher Nolan... Huge talent in the industry, truly a titan of filmmaking. <laughs> if by titan you mean he deserves to be buried underneath the earth in chains for eternity, then yes, he is indeed a titan. Oh Let's go God. to the next slide, please. You love Tenet. <clears throat> I've never seen Tenet. Oh. <clears throat> uh, now, there's a website I think you may be aware of. It's called Ransom Tomatillos, uh, where it rates movies based on ratings of movies that have been rated. Uh, now, these are scores for mystery box films. <clears throat> Uh, I went ahead and organized these in a chart uh, based on a rubric, which only I know the key to. So you have 100%, 60%, and 80% divided across 0, 25, 50, 75, and 100. We're going to look at Parasite. Uh, now that got an 80% out of 100 uh, out of 100. My church group really liked this one. Uh, as they say, Satan is a parasite on the soul. And so they were able to find a lot of uh, uh, imagery in there with the family in the basement and the people rising up the stairs and the lightning and all the water coming down, simplifying Noah's flood. You understand. You're from Pennsylvania. Uh, now, Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it yet. It's not out. Uh, it's not that well written. Uh, I rated this one about a 60% out of 60% out of 60%. You can see that it got 60s across the board on all three rubrics. And Eraserhead. I'm probably uh, not too sure. I don't know that I get the title. I didn't see. Like, he has a head. And... I kind of erased it from my memory, but I don't think the two are related. He's got the hair and there's the baby. Um, I rated this 80%, 80%, 80%. Yeah. So um, I do need to acknowledge that this info was created by and for the international league of non-religious and atheists, the IBKA. Um, Just a note 
it's always important to attribute your data or data, <laughs> depending on which website you go to. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the next slide, please. Going to hit you with some basic knowledge. Number one, motion capture. It's the process of recording the movement of objects and people. Uh, there was that one video game where they did mocap on a rabbit, and the game got like a 2% score. It was called Two Worlds, I think. It was supposed to be the uh, Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion Killer back in like 2008, I think. It was released on Xbox. I bought it. I played it. And I returned it the next day. And when I went to GameStop and returned it, the guy at the counter said, oh, yeah, how long did you last? And I'm like, oh, a lot of people returning it? And they go, yeah. And he nodded behind the counter. And there were like a dozen of the Xbox cases of the game. This is not a joke. This is a real life story that actually happened to me. Uh, And number two, green screen. Green screen lets you create virtual backgrounds or add special effects to your film or stream. I have a green screen frame that was given to me by Zach Wiseman at least a year ago and it's sitting in my room in sight and i have yet to go get a green piece of fabric because i just don't i don't know that i have space to set up a green screen here you can't see it but there's a desk right here i don't know if you heard that (laughs) it's like a dream in here nothing ever matters um anyway that's basic knowledge about movies i guess video games you know what I'm talking about. Listen, I intend. I got. Listen up. Sit tight. Let's go to the next slide, please. <clears throat> Can you tell why I get into fights with podcast nerds? Have you picked that up yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's what I got into with podcast nerds. Uh, there's me on the left. I'm the big round guy with all the green dots on him, and I've got a uh, fluorescent, fluorescent light tube that's been painted green to simulate the lightsaber from Return of the Jedi. <clears throat> I am the winner. Uh, I use intelligent thought and vocab. <coughs> vocabulary which means that i only speak verbs i verb words actively i taught lessons in pain dot win pain dot win is my website and then them aka the loser aka poop uh huh, yeah got them poop the verb because i only verb things they were stunned in the nativity and back okay i see what i did there they were stunned in nativity and back into their cave of ignorance loss uh this is lost.jpg for those of you at home who know your internet <laughs> memes uh i stunned them back into their cave they went back they start hung themselves up by their ankles and they started looking at the shadows plato would be proud hmm. uh yeah whacked them to death with a green fluorescent <laughs> light tube just like those fights you would see on uh world star back in the day mystery box Let's go to the next slide please in conclusion If you really want to get work done on being a mystery box and you really want to turn your dreams into reality so they in turn can be turned back into memes and then eventually the memes gain steam and they turn into a movie done by someone else as a horror movie like that Slenderman movie, you got to be content. (laughs) You got to record everything, including your dreams in real life that are relevant to a podcast, to a presentation you definitely made because you actually had that dream in real life. Tell the stories about going into GameStop Turn that into a sketch for Mad TV because SNL won't take you. Be content. Record everything. Except put a little cover over your like laptop webcam when you're not using it. Because you know the NSA is recording everything. Uh just like just like Bruce Benson, you gotta be content. <laughs> the true mystery box with the friends we made along the way and the purpose of this con- uh, this presentation i'm really closing the night out hard aren't i mm. let's take some questions today <laughs> good, good <job. laughs> 
we did talk about friggin' mystery boxes. You guys sat tight, and I did think of some stuff right quick. Yeah. Uh, let's hear from Colby Michaels to start. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I appreciate your two worlds uh, story. I had a very similar. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I, I had a very similar <laughs> reaction to two worlds. Um, but since you seem to know about uh, video games, um, I was wondering why your dream was just Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Uh, I would think that you would have been able to figure out that you didn't make up that, that dream. <laughs> Never played that one. I played uh, Humanity, the, the third one, Deus Ex Human in, in, Invention with the, the oh. guy with the, with the sunglass implants. <laughs> Yeah, same guy with, with the elbow Listen, blades. Guys, yeah. this is supposed to be a comedy show, and this is unhinged. <laughs> and at the <laughs> at really like at just an average level, uh, I never said that. Oh, I thought you said only... it was unhinged. Like I thought I was going to get laid out of this. We are we are putting this nobody on gets the hinged laid on website. Hinge. This yeah, going, nobody uh... gets laid if they're on this show. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, uh, Deus Ex Human Divided is what you said. I don't know it. Uh, it's possible that I dreamed it into reality a temporally. Oh, that would be amazing. Which and was also... actually what my dream was literally about. It's about a an AI in the future sending a movie back in time to kickstart humans' evolution into a tech hybrid. Is that what happens in that video game? That's how kind the game of. Starts. Is it really? <laughs> Bill and Ted? Huh. <laughs> Bill and Ted, last... but a movie instead of historical people. Yeah. No, my name is Dylan, not Billin. Billin? Bill and Ted. You can call me Ted. I'm cool with that. All right. <laughs> All right, any uh, more questions? Any more questions for Mr. Dylan, who's a little chilly? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm not sure why this episode felt like exercise. This was... It's one of the shortest, <laughs> it's one of the shortest ones we've ever done, and it, it feels like it lasted for years. This was way too long. Uh, whoever thought of this idea is not that good, and I want to apologize <laughs> for everyone who's listening or watching this in the future. Uh, outside of Dan West, who tried to bring this together... Uh, this has been an abysmal failure, and I'm really sorry for everyone. We have fun. over 30 hours of PowerPoint showdowns, and this is easily one of my easily recorded. one of them. This is one. Yeah. Of, this is one of them. <laughs> uh, That's what I aim for every time I contribute to something. That it just hey that happened. This this 100% <laughs> happened, and I'm very happy about it. Uh, Dan West, I can honestly say. You were the highlight of the episode. Thank you for being here and at least attempting to be funny, which Michael what? Colby did not try. All you wanted Why? to do was bully people. Why are you You're trying, trying to sway votes? This, this feels like gerrymandering. His name's Dylan. Yeah, come he on. very clear about that. Nobody gets uh, anybody's name right today. You're calling Zach Ted? <laughs> Bruce the Bee? What are we doing? Okay, guys, listen. Those aggressively long presentations are finally over, but we still have something very important to do. Uh, obviously, uh, each member of the panel is going to have to indicate to me who they think should be deserved of the $50,000 grant from Some Nobody's University awarded from Some Nobody's Patreon member Shaquille O'Meal um, and the Collector's Nostalgia Prize, which is at least five years old. I don't know what it is. It's a Oregon <laughs> Trail electronic thing, which seemed older. And so I looked at the back. It's from 2017. Not very nostalgic, yep. I understand. But please give me a finger <laughs> of who you think won tonight's episode. I'm number one. Dan West is number two. 
Kobe Michael is number three, and my bestest friend ever, Dylan, is number four. So please, in three, two, one, who won this thing? Oh. Dylan? All right. <laughs> wow. Well, I wasn't going to vote for me. You definitely should have. I tell I you, know, I, that's, it's one of the I new really rules like I'm putting into Dylan, the intro. No, you're always allowed to vote for yourself. That's true. Yeah. I, I did really like that Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided that Dylan apparently stole. I can read I can reality. read my recording of my dream. <laughs> That'll be a Patreon bonus. Well, Dylan reads his dream you, journal. Why don't you read the back cover of that, <laughs> that game that already exists? <laughs> oh, the game. I was going to say I didn't write anything on the back of this. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, listen, Dylan, you're the winner this week. That's awesome. Yeah. Great job, my friend. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Yay. Uh, now, as the winner, please tell us what the, uh, the, the topic of our next week's conference is going to be, which is probably going to be funnier and shorter somehow. Uh, evangelical courtship rituals. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, that is. Fancy. Yes, actually. It involves him quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I like that. I'm more to... Lots of holes in sheets and hands. <laughs> oh man, if someone doesn't talk about soaking, then this has failed. We did, didn't there, we last week? This, oh, we talked about soaking. This actually, <laughs> this actually is one of the first episodes of this that I can think of where we didn't talk about soaking. We're talking well, about we it right now. now. I'm glad I could bring it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, 30, 32 episodes straight soaking talk you also might learn something uh my name is zach wiseman for payment for doing this i get to make someone give me an outgoing slogan mr dan west what is our outgoing slogan of this show uh outgoing slogan for the show obviously is uh space jam deserved an oscar and it's bullshit it didn't get one 100 <laughs> percent true show. <laughs> space jam sorry lebron james should have got an oscar i completely agree yes. Dan west yes where, yes where can people see you or hear you if they want to find more of your stuff other than the links that are in the show notes uh yeah so uh all, all social media i'm at damn west comedy just uploaded a sweet tiktok of my dog uh also all streaming services i have an album uh not too friendly but prompt and polite so uh check me out Awesome, awesome, awesome. Please do that. Very funny guy, Mr. Dan West. Love that. Kobe Michaels, <sighs> if I wanted just a little more of your filthy taste, where <laughs> can I find it? I am not today going to promote anything uh, that I do. Instead, I wanted to promote the concept of friendship. I grew up in a small town oh, as gosh. the weird kid who made lots of dumb jokes and i thought i was doomed to that life but then i met you guys <laughs> and you made me realize that there are other weird kids in other small towns that also think that i'm funny and have the same sort of sense of humor so I really want to thank you guys for showing me that I'm not alone in this world. <laughs> Fuck, I just met you and that was like I'm going to I'm going to cry. That was super sweet. He's actually explaining a different video game to Dylan as a joke, <laughs> just so you know. This yes, is a long con. <laughs> and and uh, in the end and in the end it uh it ends up in an orgy. Uh it's only on Steam. It ends up in an orgy. Everybody finishes into a cup and then Zach Wiseman gets it for Christmas. Oh, and that's honestly the only thing I ask for every single year. <laughs> Give me that sweaty cup full of friendship. Oh god. <laughs> 
That's all I'm ever Jesus looking for. Christ. I guess it might just squirt me in the face and a little more friendship. Why? And just, <laughs> why is the cup sweaty? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like it's easy to get all of the friendship out. You got friction is involved, right? And anger and humiliation. <laughs> a lot of. <laughs> oh, oh I just learned a lot more about Zach than I needed. Listen, to know. it's it's a process, guys. It's not easy. It's not easy going. <laughs> Oh, I, I do know now that Zach needs shame and humiliation to finish. <laughs> this, is, this is an hour. This is one hour of me edging. That's all. That's all this show. Is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, everybody, there are a lot of episodes of this on our channel. Please go to some nobodies and look at stuff. Uh, Dylan Terry, one of the most amazing writers I've ever been around. Michael Colby, literally the funniest person uh, outside of me that I can talk to because I can't talk to myself anymore. My wife won't let me. Uh, and please go talk to or go check out Mr. Dan West at Dan West Comedy. Uh, I appreciate you guys. You are my friends. Dan West, you're my new friend. And like we always say, Space Jam should have won a goddamn Oscar. Uh, yeah. Dylan, is Space that Space Jam should have won an Oscar. <laughs> oh, it was part two that gets an Oscar? Yeah. Wait, which one has LeBron James in it? Under no my show, which is also your show, because everything I do, we do together. Uh, it's a podcast, and if I can do it, so can you. Uh, it, it it's not hard to make a podcast. You can just do it. It doesn't have to be. <clears throat> Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of Some Nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win! Join us next week for another showdown! Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.